All right, let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. We have a special bullpen today, a person who served as a police chief, went on to serve as a state trooper and retired. However, he has significant insight into police, brutality that happens inside of the industry of policing and what should be done. I'm glad he's on the program. Before I go to him, let me remind him of some of the stories that we've covered right here at Indisputable. Get out of the car now. What's going on? You're fixing to ride the lightning, son. I'm honestly afraid to get out. Get out. Yeah, you, you should be. Get out. Go on. Hold on. I just dropped it. Officers from three departments, including an undercover sheriff's deputy, attempted to subdue this army veteran. The man says he was tased during this struggle. After he was tased and he complied with their commands, an officer put his boot near the veteran's neck. You're looking at a man who was suffering a mental health crisis, but was beaten by the police in July, according to the Riverdale, Georgia police. This was July of last year. Rather than facing consequences for their part in the beating, the two officers were allowed to simply transfer out of the department. We have with us on Indisputable today, a former police chief, also retired state trooper, Eric Baggett, who served with distinction for many years. Carolina State Troopers, 25 years on duty there. Sir, thank you for being on the program, how are you? It's my pleasure. Why the police so violent? Well, you know, Dr. Richie, I like to start the saying that, you know, we talk about police reform. We can talk about police reform as far as policies and procedures, state and federal law. But actually, police reform needs to start on the street. They can start with other officers checking other officers. You know, when you see something that's going way out of bounds or scope of your duties, you are bound by your obligations as police officers, not only protect and serve the citizens, but also protect the citizens of whatever community that you are representing, protect them for anything that might go southbound. My philosophy has always been that some people are meant to be the police, some people are meant just to pick up the phone and call the police. Reform has got to start with background of some of these officers as well. If you would actually go in depth with some of these backgrounds, you'll find out they've already had a troubling background from the start. So it encompassed these agencies to do their homework before they hire these officers. I concur with your point. I'm gonna read something that you told us indisputable. You said, and I quote, I don't care how close you are to your partner. Other officers will perceive misconduct as a green light for the law enforcement community. It's not just them, but society. If you don't hold them accountable to their for their actions, you're just adding fuel to the fire. You're enabling this person to do what they're going to do. It doesn't begin with policy, it begins with officers checking their partners. You have opened up a different line of thinking for me. 
Um, I always say culture eats policy alive every day. I say that often and I mean it because it's true. Culture eats policy alive every day. That's basically what you're saying. You're saying if you don't change the culture of policing, meaning where you have cops that actually would check cops, it doesn't matter what the policy say one way or the other. But let's talk about this from that dynamic. We have laws now being created by states that say officers have a duty to report. Well, it's ironic because they already have a duty to report. Now we have to make a special law to say they do have a duty to report. But if you have that law without enforcement, there's no operational effect because there can't be enforcement, there can't be an infraction without enforcement. You gotta have the enforcement angle. So how do you get to that place when culturally cops do not want to be held accountable? Well, what you gotta do is basically, again, you gotta look at, at the training, the training process. Uh, a lot of the training process that you, that you have in place, a lot of agencies uh, is only conducive to that agency. Um, we need to get together as a, as a law enforcement family as a whole, as a whole unit you know, across this country and come up with some kind of training that we can use to put officers uh, in positions to where they can look at a perspective and see whether they need to change that perspective of the totality of the situation and move forward whatever actions that is conducive to the situation. A lot of officers uh, that, that they look at authority as a way to uh, uh, ego tripping type of, of, of mechanism. And we, we just have to have uh, mechanisms in place such as training officers to actually show these officers how you should conduct yourselves. A lot of officers really are not community officers and, and they are in communities um, that is not conducive to their culture. Uh, they're in communities where they have never been around certain uh, race of people that they don't know how to conduct themselves. So, you know, training is gonna be the biggest issue right now with seeing what happened in Memphis and other areas. We got to get back to training. You know, and I'm going to offer some pushback to that. Um, I think some of these individuals are simply corrupt and they have received proper training. They understand what the do's and don'ts are. Uh, but outside of the training is common sense. We all, by way of common sense, we know, listen, you don't shoot an unarmed person while he's handcuffed on his stomach. You don't leave an individual in a position where they could die from suffocation. You do not repeatedly beat a man over a traffic ticket. Like these things cannot be trained out of you because they are so innate inside of your soul. That's my opinion on that. When when it comes to policing, I'm gonna offer a couple of things. Police officers, and I wanna know if you agree on that. Police officers should be psychologically evaluated every six months to one year. Agree or disagree? I disagree. Well, I'll take it back. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Okay, you agree with that. Um, Police officers should be held to a higher standard of the law. For example, if a police officer commits aggravated assault, then the penalty for the cop is actually worse than if a citizen in the community did it. Agree or disagree? I agree. All right, a police officer, a jurisdiction that has body cameras and that body camera is a mandate per city statute or state statute. That police officer decides to cut off that body camera immediately without any other information needed. That cop should be arrested for tampering with evidence, agree or disagree? I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. Now, th- these things actually are congruent to the majority thinking of America. Why do you think it's been so difficult to get common sense reforms to happen um, as it relates to holding cops accountable? And how do you hold cops accountable when you were a police chief and a state trooper? Well, first of all, you know, uh, being on the road for so long, you see a lot of things. 
Uh, I made sure the the other officers that were around me knew how I felt. And even when we were not on a actual scene, we would have different conversations and we would discuss certain things. And I let them know how I felt morally and ethically about certain situations. And this is how I would conduct myself. This is how I'm going to conduct myself on duty. Um, you know, it, it, it's just it's sometimes it's a catch 22 situation. But I think officers. They, they should be held to a high standard wholeheartedly because you're there to protect and serve. People are dependent on you. You're responsible and you have the the uh, 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 situation where you can take someone's life and liberty. Uh -huh. You can't take that for granted. You got to do the right thing. My thing I always tell officers, it's easy to do the right thing than to do the wrong thing. It's so easy. Let um, me ask you this, Chief. We only have about one minute left. Uh, were you ever afraid that one of your colleagues, one of the officers you work with uh, may want to kill you or harm you or your family if you stepped out of line with them and checked them. I, I've never felt that way. Um, I felt that they could cause me my career okay. by their actions, and a lot of times I would steer away and uh, you know go in a different direction and, and probably work with other officers or other uh, law enforcement officials in order to stay away from that environment to keep myself safe for his career. Have you ever known a police officer to arrest another police officer on duty? Yes, like sir. two cops on duty and one cop says, all right, I just saw him do something illegal, I gotta arrest him. Have you seen that before? I've, I've seen it before, okay. um, I've seen it plenty of times. And it's, it's far few that is publicizing anything. Okay, all right, yeah, we need more like that. I gotta tell you, man, you're a stand up guy. You contacted Indisputable, I responded quickly. We appreciate your leadership on this. I'm going to continue to talk with you and hopefully we bring you back on some other cases that we have coming up, all right? If you'll do that for us, we'll greatly appreciate it, Chief. Thank you, sir, it's my pleasure. Thank you, pleasure's mine.